let's just cool. have a conversation. Um, what I want to do is I want to introduce you. You are a Reiki master. You use loop playing with Reiki. Mm-hmm. You are a long time, you're a very seasoned massage therapist, correct? Correct. Um, and then there's something else that I'm missing here. You are in um, the artist realms. You are an artist. You're out, you were with abstracts? Yeah, I was doing a lot of abstract painting mm-hmm. back in the day. Cool, cool. Okay, so I kind of want to start. It sounds like you have a really powerful story from what I've heard of you, from what I've um, kind of like look through your Instagram, seems like you are very knowledgeable. You're a very powerful healer. Thank you. And so usually healers have gone through some really powerful things in their life. Um, and I'm not wanting to go like all the way back. There's no reason to retrace the steps that we've gone. Sure. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is you um, <coughs> have a very beautiful radiance about you. And then when I see you with your daughter, it's just very poet like it's just like there's this lick of love and serenity that happens when I'm in your presence and so um let's connect with like how you get there what's your practice like what are you what are you connecting with yeah absolutely thank you first and foremost for all that I really do appreciate that Mm -hmm. and um yeah healing arts for me became a part of my life as a child Um, Mm. and that's a big reason and inspiration for why it's such a big part of my life today. Um, but for me, you know, I grew up with a mother who was a Reiki master teacher, um, and worked with different shamanic healings. She worked with herbs. She worked with a lot of homeopathic medicine. Mm. Um, and so she worked a lot with crystals, you know, and started teaching me about crystals when I was probably like five or six years old. Um, and yeah, so it holds really special core memories for me, I think, just mm-hmm. in understanding how those first eight years really influence who we are in the world and how we become. Um, so yeah, you know, a big reason is my mom. And when we, so we moved from Maryland to New Mexico. And uh, because my mom wanted to really drop into being in a community of healers. And that wasn't in Maryland at the time. And it was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah, where people go. Yeah, so she felt the call and we moved our whole family Mm. out here. And that was like a big transition when I was eight years old. Wow. Um, And my mom fell into a beautiful group of people, a crystal shaman named Jane Ann Dow. Um, and a whole women's group, and I think that's what she was really searching for. Um, and a few months after we moved here, she would go for a walk each night, and um, she went for a walk and was listening to a CD by a Native American flutist named Robert Mirabal. Um, and yeah, on that walk, she ended up being hit by a truck and she passed away. So needless to say, that was another really big shift that happened for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like I lost that connection to the healing arts Mm -hmm. for many years after that experience. 
Um, but it was always there. It was always kind of like the roots of the tree, you know? Um, and so learning about healing arts, I started when I was 19 years old. I had been painting and doing art from like 16 to 19 and started doing that like somewhat professionally with the Santa Fe Society of Artists. Well, I mean, I know your name from those, like to this day, like I know your name from that group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a really cool experience that just kind of came into my life, you know, at a, at a time when I was really working on manifesting that for myself, Mm. you know, at a time when I was really convinced that my artwork, my abstract art was like what I was meant to do. And it was my sole purpose and like really, um, diving into that world. And yeah, so that became a thing. And then I became a father at 19 years old, or I found out that my girlfriend was pregnant and that was a completely life-changing experience for me as well being 19 years old and being pretty clear about what my path was and then all of a sudden life was like hey you're gonna be a father yeah um and so i wasn't making enough money as an artist Mm. um so i decided to go to massage school when i was 19 years old and what drew me to that particular school was this class called Healing Presence Intuitive Studies Mm -hmm. um, with Kathy Black. And it was 100 hours long, the whole program. Um, And I ended up doing a dual certification between massage therapy, um, which was a 700-hour course. Wow. And then Healing Presence Intuitive Studies, which was a 100-hour course. Wow. And so that was a really powerful experience that I did within the span of six months because I was going full-time. Um, yeah. And just connecting with that energy in healing presence, intuitive studies course just brought me home. You know, it brought me back to this sense of like, Ooh, I remember what that felt like to be in that healing vibration, to be in that. Um, and at that point, you know, I feel like I had experienced quite a bit of trauma, you know, from that initial wound, but then in the many years, and you know, for the next eight years after that, being kind of like the troublemaking kid, you know, being that kid that like a lot of parents didn't want their kids to hang out with because they mm. knew that they were going to get in trouble, you know, because yeah. I just like, I didn't give a shit at that age. Right. You know? yeah. um, and that's part of the healing journey is just being at this time in my life where I was so numb and didn't know how to feel a lot of the stuff or even sit with or even have the awareness that you could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And was more just in this like survival mode, trauma triggering sort of experience, you know, the nervous system just always being on high alert. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's, you know, what I see a lot with a lot of the clients that I work with, Yeah, you know, and it's just, there's something really special in the healing arts about being able to have somebody come into your treatment room, just like feeling really frazzled and their nervous systems just really all over the place. And then just giving them, you know, an hour or an hour and a half long treatment to just give them the space to just be and to receive and to just let go of all the stuff that's happening in life that triggers 
the body in such a way and having the ability to be able to almost press a button that helps to reset the whole body and then that person leaves the treatment room feeling like a new person, you know? Um, and there's something really special about being able to work with people ongoing in that way and see this transformation that they go through over the course of weeks, months, and even years sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. That's really, that's a really powerful testimony. Um, it's really interesting. So what I've found is that there tends to be like these two different kinds of healers, so to speak. There's the one healer who um, will seek joy and seek a purpose in being able to help other people heal and then that becomes their healing journey. The other one is that they'll find a way of healing that has worked and become in alignment with them self and they start using this practice to allow themselves to recover, refresh, recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they use that as a catalyst for allowing that healing aura to impact others. Which way would you say that it goes? It almost sounds like your dharma is attached to connecting first with the other. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you have to experience and go through something yourself to really understand what it feels like for somebody that's going through something that you're trying to help them with, mm. you know? And so I think that that comes first for a lot of people, not always, but it comes first for a lot of people to kind of go through their own healing journey or the dark night of the soul, as some people call it, mm. um, and figure out how to find their way out of that space you know and it's not even so much about finding a way out as much as it is like learning how to be in that space um especially learning how to be in that space from a place of compassion towards self and i think that can be a really challenging thing to do and so i would say that it's a little bit of both you know there's there's also this deep joy that comes from being able to help other people mm-hmm. um yeah does that yeah, answer no, that the totally question more sense. or less it does it does i can see how it's kind of like interwoven yeah especially with what you've gone through um it's really powerful to me to hear um how aware you are of how unaware you were mm. um is there like a, a moment i mean i know you found that like um that training program and it made you you kind of got really involved with that but like what was the um driving the the catalyst for that decision because it seems like there could it could have gone other ways some people are just like i'm gonna be a plumber totally right yeah i think for me it was like i i always knew that i wanted to do healing work you know Mm -hmm. even when i was doing my art the abstract paintings that I were doing was an expression of energy. And Mm -hmm. so there was a deep desire to learn how to be an energy healer. Um, And that class definitely, you know, opened something up for me to be able to learn how to be a channel or conduit for healing energy to flow through from a space of really just deep listening and presence. Um, And then allowing that to flow through. And then about a year after, so in 2013, after I graduated from massage school, is when I decided to learn Reiki. And that mm-hmm. took 
that whole experience to a whole new level and expanded and, and opened up um, my capacity to be able to work with energy and understand how to work with specific chakras or just the whole human energy field. Um, what What is Reiki? Someone yeah. that might not know that is in the healing realms as we are. Absolutely. So Reiki can be described as spiritually guided life force energy. Mm. So it's the life force energy called chi, which a lot of people are familiar with that term, I would say. But chi is like the life force energy. It's also been called prana or orgone energy. Yeah. Um, there's many different names from many different cultures for this energy, but it's the chi so Reiki, and then Rei means spiritually guided. So it's like the life force energy that's coming directly from spirit, and you become a channel for the spiritually guided life force energy to flow through, mm. um, which works similarly on the body as, you know, say acupuncture. Okay. Acupuncture is working with the chi and the meridians, and when you work on specific points, it helps to open up the flow of chi flowing through the body. Reiki works the same way, except in most cases, you know, a lot of practitioners are focused on working on the chakras, right? Um, the different energy centers in the body that govern different things within our life and connect to different endocrine organs and all of that. Wow. Um, but Reiki is basically done through light hand placement, sometimes off the body. You can also do distance healing with Reiki. Um, and it's a way to help facilitate healing for people. Or I like to think of it more as it activates the self-healing capabilities within each one of us mm. to get to work by removing the things that might be blocking the innate wisdom of the healing of our bodies. Wow. to connect with that so wow. reiki is kind of like it helps you connect with your own inner healer um and i think that that's a big part of it is that when a person has an incredible experience with reiki or any other energy healing it's because they were they were in a place where they had done whatever was needed to happen for that puzzle piece to fall into place and for them to experience that you know, it was like their own doing of facilitating that healing with themselves through the channel of this Reiki session or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It seems like you become um, like the eyes of the divine. Mm. It, feel, it feels that way, right? And so it seems like it's very much like this life force. It's like penetrating into this physical world and you're being the literal hands and feet of this totally energy um do you do you feel like um you're taking on people's uh whatever's uh stopping them from healing like how do you navigate that i know that some energy workers um and not just energy i know like just healers mm -hmm. like they can really get caught up and involved if something's latched on if something's you know hurting them in such a way and they see that similar vibration do you have to navigate any of that Is yeah that different? absolutely i think in the very beginning when i first started doing healing work that was a big problem for me mm. um just like working on somebody who had like a back pain and then going home and then all of a sudden my back was really hurting and being wow. like what is this where did this come from yeah. and then just being like oh that was 
something that one of my clients had today. And it was interesting because in that moment of recognizing this isn't mine, it's almost like there was times when it would just release in that moment, just simply bringing awareness to like, oh, this isn't mine, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a lot of energetic protection exercises that you learn in the beginning journeys of working with something like Reiki. Mm -hmm. Um, And I use those pretty religiously whenever I do healing work is Mm -hmm. these energetic protections. Um, And then finally, I also have this album that I created called Awaken, which is Reiki-infused flute music with one of my Reiki students. Mm -hmm. And she's doing crystal singing bowls and singing and some like kalimba and some other instruments within there. But I keep that on when I'm doing healing sessions and I feel it clearing the energy of the room Mm -hmm. as I'm working. You're Um, like really intimate with this sound track absolutely yeah you know it's something that i helped to birth into the world and so it's deeply special to me for that reason Mm -hmm. but more than that is that like i feel how it energetically helps to support and like as soon as i started using that album in treatments my clients would just immediately drop into this like deep space of like just letting go Um, And it makes working on their tissues and like everything when you're doing massage so much easier because you then have the nervous system relaxed. And I say that's a big part of doing massage or any other type of healing with people is just getting them to drop into the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest state. And there's usually like this deep breath and there's like this moment when they just take a deep breath And you can just feel how that just gets them into the space of being able to receive the work that you're about to provide them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that album just has a way of getting people into that state very easily. Um, How did you, how did you discover, okay, we all know that, or maybe we don't, but um, (laughs) that music has a very uh, intimate relationship with healing. I mean, if you look at the biblical texts, you look at all these different um, cultures, that's kind of like the root is like this like healing nature of music. But how did you um, make the connection between Reiki and flute? Is that something that was taught to you or how did you come into connection with this? Yeah. So I think part of the connection definitely comes from the fact that my mom was listening to Native American flute music mm-hmm. when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to that CD growing up and hear those sounds and experience this deep healing within my own body. But I think because she was a Reiki master and she was listening to Native American flute, it's almost like the connection between those two things came from like honoring my mother. Wow. um, And using the flute. And then in Reiki level two, when I took that in 2013, I learned a technique called Kokiho which is healing with the breath. Mm. So in Reiki, we have these Reiki symbols that are used for specific purposes. You have one that kind of just accelerates, and you like, it's like the empowerment symbol. It's called the Chokurei. Then you have one that's for mental and emotional healing. Mm. Then you have one for, say, past life healing. Then you wow. have, there's different symbols for different things. So I started experimenting while I was playing the flute. I was like, what would happen if I use this technique where before I started playing the flute, 
I draw Reiki symbols on the roof of my mouth and then use my breath to blow that through the flute as I'm playing to infuse the sounds coming through with Reiki. Um, And that felt very powerful, you know, and so that was kind of like this click for me that happened when I was around, I would say like 23 or 24. Um, yeah, and I just started doing that and I was just sharing it. I was just doing it for myself. It brought me such a deep peace and I would just sit at home and just play the flute and like I would play it to my daughters and like was playing flute for them when, you know, for the second one when she was inside of the womb and was like doing Reiki for her while she was in the womb. So fatherhood is a whole other like spiritual (laughs) journey in and of itself. Um, But that's how I started putting it together. And then I just, I just started sharing um, on social media primarily, or like I would go out and bring a flute with me and just start playing flute um, and just get feedback from people that way or share it with my friends and be like, I'm experimenting with this technique that I'm calling Reiki infused flute music. Can I get your feedback, you know, and see like how this um, feels for you or if you notice anything. And yeah, and then I started sharing on social media and for a while I wasn't, you know, really getting much attention or anything like that. Um, But it was just fun for me. It was like a way to share something that I had cultivated and developed and felt like um, something really special that I needed to share in some way, shape or form. Mm. And just through consistently doing that, uh, there was a video that just went viral and, you know, people were just sharing about the deep healing that they were experiencing in their body and like I started getting feedback from people um and realizing like wow this is really a way that I can help the world by sharing in this way um and it's helping people on a deep level you know and oftentimes in ways that I don't even see most of the time um so yeah it kind of just became the soul work you know it's like the thing that nourishes me to do and also nourishes the people that get to experience that with me through a video or a cd or whatever that might be a youtube video this you're you said the word she and then that stuck inside my head and i remember this i don't know if you watch film or if not it's okay um i'm a big film person and so i remember this one scene from kung fu panda 3 Mm-hmm. And um, so he goes into the realms, right? You remember, like at the end, whenever he goes and beats up Kai into like the spirit realm. Yeah, yeah. It seems like um, well, he had to do that in order to like bring that healing to the masses, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until that he was able to really connect with the forces that were against him that he was able to make that transition from making that uh, my sole purpose. What? Who am I? What? Who is my family? to turning it all the way around and then every single panda right they saw that he was struggling in the spirit realm and every single panda gave him the help and he became the dragon warrior Mm. so it's like i'm curious to know and if you're comfortable to share if there's anything that like is your kai is your is your is your the, the, the thing that's really disturbing you in such a way that's like how can i overcome this so that i can really bring that healing to other people Hmm. Yeah, I think 
that big struggle or that big thing or that big deep healing that I've had to do, you know, throughout my life. That's always kind of been the, the adversary, so to speak, um, is like the deep abandonment wound, Mm. you know, the deep, um, losing of the mother of the feminine energy at a really young age. Mm. Um, and then also at a pretty young age, then gaining this abundance of feminine energy through two daughters. Wow. Um, and so that felt like a deep healing surrounding that and continues to be as I continue to walk that journey of fatherhood. But I think the big thing is always like that nervous system response to losing something or like, wow. you know, which then creates this big fear surrounding change, you know, Mm -hmm. um, being afraid of big change happening because having an association with change be with this deep wound or this like pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and so learning how to allow myself to shift and change has been a deep healing journey that I still continue to navigate Mm -hmm. and like, but you know, and <laughs> with that allows me to use the tools that I've developed. Like when I play the flute music, that's a big part of me doing work on myself. Um, and so each time I do a flute, whatever it is, I usually play for an hour every time I pick up a flute. Um, that's like a deep meditation for me, you know, and yeah, I think it's it's become my own therapy, you yeah. know, my own like self care, um, and yeah, so it's really cool that it helps me with that big thing while also being able to help others. That's really powerful. Yeah. Um, something you said there, you used the word allow. That's really interesting because it sounds like with Reiki, you're really allowing the person to become in a state of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're really providing that space. And so um, I think I read something also, this, this spirit of allowance, allowing yourself to be who you are. You posted something recently um, on Instagram, I think it was, where you're just like, it's okay to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, the collective is really moving through something that you're experiencing on that deep-seated level as a singular, which is that, inability or ability but not knowing how to change how to um, move into a new vibration because it seems like we're leaving someone behind we're leaving something behind right and sometimes that could be a warning that you attend for your own self you know um do you do you reflect on these things um while you're meditating like what's kind of your headspace while you're using this reiki infused healing on yourself yeah it it varies you know there's like times when there's times when i can just like for me just close my eyes and it's almost like that time playing is the reprieve from when the thoughts want to come in and Mm -hmm. like be doing that Um, So it's actually more of like it gets me into a space where that silences a bit so I can really just feel these vibrations moving through 
my body. And I think that that's where my attention goes a lot of the time when, when I'm doing that. Um, for that reason, you know, I think that I, I can be in my head a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, in just like mundane daily tasks and mm-hmm. things like that. And so getting that opportunity to just yeah. put that on pause and do that. That's another reason why I really enjoy doing healing sessions with people. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's like as soon as I lay my hands down, it's like we're listening, you know, and observing and just tracking and seeing like, oh, okay, there's this. And it's like a dance or a deep conversation that you're having Mm. with the body. But with that, it it requires you to be present and to listen. Mm. Um, So I think that's one of the reasons I love doing those things is because it kind of gives me a break from the time when I might otherwise be overwhelmed by thoughts Mm. or things like that. And the inspiration for that post that you're referring to comes from this personal practice that I've been really dropping within of Louise Hayes, you can heal your life. Hmm. Um, And it's really like the basis for that is coming down to, I approve of myself, Hmm. you know, and just using that. And she suggests saying it three to 400 times a day at the very least. I can even count that high. (laughs) Right. And so what I end up doing a lot of the time is like when I'm working on people or I'm doing body work, I use that as a time to give my mind the task of like, I approve of myself. I approve of myself. Um, And I was talking with the dear sister Raven Shea the other day about this, and she was reflecting and pointing out that's really powerful because as you're saying that to yourself, you're then vibrating that energy, which then helps the person that you're working on be in that vibration of I approve of myself. Since that's such a core thing to a lot of people and like, not approving of themselves or being super critical of themselves for whatever it is that we all choose to be critical of ourselves over instead flipping the script to I approve of myself. And it's almost like when you're first doing it, it's a fake it till you make it sort of thing. Yeah. Cause it's like, but that's the point of it is like, as you say it, it brings up all the stuff that is in conflict to the idea of, I approve of myself. Um, And so it's a really powerful practice in that it brings to the surface so that you can shine light on those things and bring awareness to like, oh, that's a thing for me right here. Like I say, I approve approve of myself. And all of a sudden there's this voice that comes up like, you can't approve of yourself. You haven't done this, this or that. Or like, you're not doing this enough. Or it's like finding all the things to like nitpick and be like, you're not good enough. So it's like, there's that core wound of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy, which a lot of people have, you know, it's like a core thing. And then shifting it to, I approve myself. It's like, as you begin to do that, this starts to neutralize and balance out. And then ultimately comes into this place of like really embodying and feeling. I approve of myself. I love and accept myself exactly as I am right now. Um, And so, yeah, it's been really powerful for me to be dropping in with that and practicing those things. Um, And then that gets, you know, that comes through in what I choose to share and post as well as like the inspiration for 
whoa, this has been really powerful for me. I can share this with people, with my audience, so that they can experience a similar sort of like, I needed that. And that's like, oftentimes the the feedback I get is like, wow, I really needed that. You know, I didn't know I needed that right now. Wow. And so it's cool to be able to be a conduit for it to come to a certain person at the perfect time. And yeah. just like, that's really so cool. it's cool to be like collaborating with spirit in that way. You know, oh, where it's yeah. like you put the content out there and then the content the content reaches who it needs to reach yeah. at the right moment. Yeah, it makes contact with whatever is alive inside of that moment. Um, it's it's you reminded me. You said something. Um, you reminded me of uh, I don't know if you followed or heard Ram Dass. Of course. Yeah. Um, well, you know that he dealt a lot with people that were he handled people that were suffering usually, and so. Um, it's really cool to hear you doing this inner work and allowing that to be the thing that allows you to step into these realms because he says that it's important to provide an environment within and without yourself that allows people to be as they are and so that we don't become too attached to the me, the I that is suffering mm. because there's so many different levels at which everything is happening. In fact, one would go so far to say is like, I am... And there is conversation. And so like deep inside, there's like just that like inner distilled droplet of water happening. And it seems like you are very familiar with this space of like, it is all well, it is Mm -hmm. all good. So my question to you is when you're feeling in a place like today, I had that inner critic come up. And for me, it's religious dogma. It's like, you're not doing right. Your lifestyle is awful you're a horrible person and i have to go back and i have to kind of navigate those realms but like what what how do you do it you said you're really in the head spaces which is interesting you're a taurus right so you're like um there's six uh zodiac signs and they're opposites so i'm scorpio and so i'm your opposite so like i'm always like trying to make the mundane into something spiritual Hmm. and you're always in the spiritual trying to make it more palpable, more here, more right. Here. And so it's like, can you give us some sort of like something palpable that we can say like, oh, I can do that right now. Totally. Yeah. And it kind of goes with like the idea of what you're doing there. You know, it's kind of like we're in this space and we're trying to bring it down. Mm. What I do is I literally bring myself from this space in the head, like allowing myself to be like, all right, I'm in my head and I'm feeling all this shit and I'm noticing this. What does that feel like in the body as a sensation? Mm. You know, that's what helps me to ground down into that is shifting my perspective of the experience of that thing as this mental dialogue and then shifting that into the curiosity of like, cool, what does that feel like in my body right now as a sensation? And when I'm able to locate what that is, I start getting curious about the different aspects of the sensation of like, okay, here it is. It's in my stomach right now. And I might put my hand there just to like facilitate through channeling some Reiki to myself, noticing that that's where it's being held in the body, the energy, whatever you want to call it. And then being like, all right, does this have like a color? Does this have a shape? Is this big? Is this small? Does it have a texture? And what those questions do is it abstracts it to the mind 
to where we no longer have a story to register or correspond with the sensation, but we have to just be fully present with the experience of what does this sensation feel like in my body, like and giving it some abstract shape and form. And what happens when you do that is like, you'll start to feel the nervous system responding, you know, that might happen through taking a deep breath, might happen through like involuntary twitches or shifts happening in the body. It might happen through like the gut starting to gurgle, like, um, and that's the energy moving, you know, cause these things that we're experiencing up in the head as this story with these emotions and everything attached to it is this sensation. That's the core of what we're experiencing in the nervous system is the sensation. So when we shift into that space and just put awareness and attention on it, it starts to move and change. And then it's able to process and release mm-hmm. um, just through simply sitting with it and being aware of it. So for me, like that's the practice that I try to drop in with when those things come up, you know? And then that's kind of like the releasing. And then I believe it's important to replace it. So it's kind of yeah. like, when you pick a weed out of the ground, you want to like plant something in its place so that like something beautiful grows back instead of the weeds, you know, and it's kind of a similar thing. You have to tend to the garden within. So it's like, if there's weeds growing on, you know, growing inside of us and we're feeling those things, we have to tend to the garden and like pick those out and then plant the seeds of what it is that we want to be there instead and nurture that, you know, and, reiki or self reiki is like a really powerful way of filling the cup after you release because um, it's kind of like if you just leave your yourself in the space of just releasing then you might go out and like something will happen out there and that all of a sudden gets attached to that like vacant space that you just created mm-hmm. so being able to release it and then replace it with something else and then kind of like use the energetic protection to seal that in um, then you can kind of go through that. That's like part of the the journey or the process mm. for me. That's really, really cool. Um, so uh, you answered the question, but I feel like, because um, I am a very visual person, I like always have a very strong imagination. When you're imagining that abstract, is the abstract shape, form, texture, is it, is it kind of like falling into a vibration that is more compatible with who you are and then kind of runs in alignment or is it something that's actually being removed? Well, it just like, for me, what I notice is that it's, first of all, it's not necessarily who you are. It's more like, this is the symptom that I'm experiencing. Um, and so you're really just sitting with the vibration of whatever that symptom is without, without trying to fix it or change it, but simply just be like, oh, this is what's happening in here right now, you know? Um, and yeah, I guess like for me, I really try to, I don't go into like assessing is this good or bad or right or wrong as much as I do just like, okay, this is here. This is like what's there. So I'm going to sit with that thing and just like be present with that and then allow it to do its thing. And like, then it might be something that needs to be released. You know, it might be something that just needs to be integrated. Um, Or sometimes it's like, 
you get an excess of energy in one part hmm. and you have to just move that so that it goes to these other parts that are maybe deficient because of the buildup of energy in a certain place. Hmm. So sometimes it's just about moving energy around so that it's functioning properly through the energetic system as well as the endocrine system, the physiological system, you know, hmm. all of that. That's Does that answer? No, that totally answers. Yeah, okay. It's very, yeah, cool. it's like pretty in alignment, um, especially with like my worldview. I totally get it. Um, there is so much work, right? It feels like that needs to be done um, when it comes to uh, revealing trauma as a child or um, revealing, um, I don't know, some people believe like past life regressions and stuff like that. You said you can like heal even in the past life, right? Yeah. Um, is there a point where that person becomes whole and like, like how do, how does that person maintain that? Hmm. Like, how do we get to a space where it's like, okay, I'm done healing. It's time for me to continue to thrive now. Right. So for me, the way that I look at that is that like, it's not so much getting a person to a place of wholeness because the wholeness is like that thing that's always constant within a person. Mm. It's more about helping people to remove the things that might be blocking them from having an experience of that wholeness where it's like the wholeness, you're not giving somebody wholeness. You're really just allowing them the opportunity to connect with that wholeness, which is the truth of who they are. You know, and when they have that access, which sometimes is needed to be facilitated through working with somebody else, rather than just trying to do it on your own and just like having to hold all these different spaces for yourself, being in a place where you feel safe enough to just like surrender and allow whatever healing wants to take place to happen and knowing that the person you're working with has like got you you know and like you are okay cool i am safe with this person and this person like has got me they got some skills what they're doing and they're gonna like help me out you know um there's something really special about that and within that state of surrender we're able to come back to that place of wholeness you know that is just there so it's like i think are we ever going to get to a place where it doesn't feel like dude i'm always doing healing work on myself like when am i going to get to that place where it's just like i feel good yeah i think it's like our relationship to it shifts mm-hmm. it's not so much that it goes away but it becomes an act of self-care and self-introspection and like self-love to just recognize like what it is that you're needing what it is that's coming up for you and it's more like just feedback from life as much as it is like oh man i have this healing work to do and like i gotta go dive into this shit again like i already did that it's more like okay interesting like becoming the observer and just noticing like, oh, I noticed that this is coming up for me. Okay, cool. And like, you don't get so triggered by it anymore. You're not like, this again? Yeah. It's like, oh, I noticed that this is arising once again, you know, here it is. Let's see what that feels like as a sensation in the body, Mm. you know? Um, 
so yeah, I think it can become a journey that can be quite comical at times, <laughs> you yeah, know, where we can make, yeah. yeah, we can make healing like a lighthearted thing, even though there's like some really heavy things out there and that's not necessarily of the same vibration, but there's ways to like bring ourselves into a lighter space so that the heavy things don't feel so heavy and we can look at them more objectively. Mm. Um, and I feel like having awareness of the sensation gives us the space to really be in the energy of whatever it is, like not denying it, not trying to just like spiritually bypass it in some way of like, Oh, I'm going to choose to be in this lighter field now, even though there's this like really heavy thing. It's like, cool. Let's be with that heaviness in the body. And through that process, it gets acknowledged and then it naturally lightens. Mm. And then we feel like we're in this lighter space. You bring up so much. That's, that's really powerful. Um, what, what I want to get to is you bring up the sense of community and being able to hold space for each other in such a way that allows us to feel safe and, and no matter what the environment may be, maybe setting up the environment at times, but when you can't fix that inward, that inside environment, it's like you're able to provide that space, like I said in the past, like for that moment, for that person. Hmm. And so... Um, talking about lightness, how do you incorporate, I mean, you have two, daughter, two daughters, right? So how do you incorporate uh, play into your life? How does this, because it, it can be so serious to be like, oh, I'm a healer. I'm a, I have to do this or make sure everything's right. It's like, how do we play around? Yeah, I mean, is in terms of like healing work, you know, I feel like there's this inner child part of me that gets activated whenever I'm working with a new person, which is pretty much every single day, you know, or like five days out of the week, you know, where I'm doing this, it's like a new person gets in there and the part of me just gets like really curious of like, I wonder what's going on here. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like this is going to be fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and just kind of having fun that way. And then being able to, I don't know, it feels playful to me. You know, it yeah. feels fun to be able to like, get really curious about like, oh, this person's holding in this way. And like, I can work with this and use this and, and like use the tools to be able to help unlock it. And then when you see like a big shift or change in what you're working on, it brings this sense of excitement and joy of like, all right, sweet. Like I helped unlock this area. Let's see what else is there. Mm. Um, and so I think that like, as far as doing the healing work, that's how I bring play and fun and excitement into it. Music also plays a big part, you know, in it. Yeah. Um, there's like certain tracks that I listen to that just kind of bring out this more like lighthearted, like playful sort of while still like chill and like massage friendly, healing yeah. work friendly yeah. stuff. Um, so that plays another role in like with that. And then, yeah, there's other aspects of my life in which I feel like I would like to learn how to bring more play into it, you know? Um, for instance, like, being with my daughters definitely brings up the opportunity for play a lot of the time. And I notice, like, sometimes it's hard for me to drop into that space of play. Yeah. And then there's other times when it feels very easy. And when it's hard, it's like, oh, I have these, like, adult things that need attention right now yeah. that I need to, like, make sure that I'm taking care of. But then there's like the other part where your inner child just gets activated through being around your own children. 
you know, going to a park, playing Frisbee, playing on the swing set, like shooting basketball hoops, whatever it is that feels joyful to do in that moment, then becomes an opportunity to teach us to bring more play into our lives. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, what just came alive for me right when you said that is like, um, when I remember being a kid, it was like the, the best part about being that was that I didn't have responsibilities. Right. That's what everybody thinks back to, right? Yeah. And so it's like, spiritually speaking, when you find that inner child, it's like you get to, there's this space that exists inside of you. Is like, um, some, some people call it deity, uh, father, God, whatever, like that, that um, source. Mm-hmm. It's like, someone's got this. Like, I don't, what am I doing? Why, why am I afraid? I always have a roof over my head. I always have food to eat. Whatever it is that gets us caught up inside of the loop. So it's really interesting. Um, I would like to have you on again at some point in the future to see like how you start bringing play into these different parts of your life because it seems like you've got it in this really beautiful, playful, artistic realm of healing. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I'm going to start wrapping it up, but I want to... Um, drop in and, and connect with you and, and see um, where do you see yourself going creatively next? I mean, we talked about paint and how that was alive for you when you were younger and how you definitely know it's changed. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there something that's on the horizon or is there kind of just there? How is it? Yeah, so there's definitely a few different things that I feel inspired to put energy into, painting being one of them. But right now, the thing that feels most alive and most expansive for me to kind of explore more is using my voice more Mm. and like, yeah, like connecting with these primal tones and like different things, like really learning how to allow my mind and that inner critic and like the, you know, that part of us that wants to like keep us like, don't do that, that's silly or like whatever it is, or like that would sound stupid being able to like acknowledge that part and be like, okay, cool. I see you. And I'm kept, I'm connecting specifically with the throat chakra right now to express whatever it is that wants to come through. Yeah. Um, and so using that technique of like, what is the sensation in my throat right now and how Mm -hmm. can I connect with that? And then as I'm making sounds and different things, just tuning into that sensation and feeling this expansion as I continue to just give myself permission to express myself freely. So that's what feels most alive right now. It's like musical exploration and really like, I know that I have so much more to share outside of just playing the Native American flute and really allowing myself the permission to incorporate and bring some of those things in, in addition to sharing strictly like Reiki infused flute music. Um, But just giving myself the freedom to create something really magical. Yeah, freedom. There you go. And there it is again. Yeah. The freedom, the space to. Yeah, I think that you're going to create some really beautiful things. I'm really excited. I mean, obviously, people can connect with you on social media and you have quite the content there. Um, and so you have flute there. And then you also have your own practice that you do at work. Um, right? Yeah, so at Body of Santa Fe, primarily right now, which has felt really good over the past year being there. Um, so that's where I do my in-person healing work with people is through body of Santa Fe. Nice. Um, and that, yeah, so that's, that's where to experience some of that, to yeah. get that opportunity. Super cool. And then, um, I can include all this information on the description 
Uh, but is there any other place that people can find you besides Instagram? Yeah, so TikTok's a thing. If you know, oh, people are on TikTok. TikTok is a thing, dude. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's probably my biggest platform. But you know, a lot of my stuff gets shared across all platforms. Um, so TikTok is one place. Instagram, both of those are at Zach the Reiki Guy. Okay. Um, I share on Facebook a little bit, but YouTube is another avenue that I'm putting more energy into expanding and creating, and especially creating like eight hour long videos for people that want to use Reiki infused flute music while they sleep to yeah. help facilitate the sleeping. I've had many people describe being like, I, I don't sleep, I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. But when I listen to one of your videos and I put that on, I just like am knocked out and like yeah. I'm able to actually sleep and this is such a blessing. So I started creating eight hour long ones that people could listen to throughout the night, um, as well as just sharing lots of longer form videos. Cause on Instagram, TikTok, it's all short form videos. Yeah. It's like these minute long things. On YouTube, there's like hour long things. Um, so yeah. Okay, very cool. I'll uh, find a way to describe all that in the description when I put this up. Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for giving your time and energy and the space. Um, uh, if, you could, if you could say one thing, just one last little thing, like uh, speaking to your future self or your past self. Mm. I approve of myself. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much again. Yeah, of course. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you.